Father, we thank you tonight for your presence. <clears throat> your presence is the fullness. In your presence comes wisdom and revelation. From your presence comes our ever-present help in time of need or in any time. You are our helper. You're the one that was created to help us. We were created to need help. And you're our helper. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you for the person of the Holy Spirit tonight. And Lord, I thank you for your presence in this house tonight, in this place. I thank you for the presence of your Spirit falling upon us. And your presence upon will cause a stirring within each and every person in the house. I believe it. I have faith for it. I thank you for an awesome, awesome night. In the name of Jesus. Amen. amen. And amen. And amen. Glory to God. <clears throat> I am excited about tonight. How many are here to receive? <clears throat> amen. We're here to receive tonight. We're praying tonight for you anybody, anybody in the house to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You may have, you may have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You pray in other tongues. Uh, you, you want a deeper infilling and, and stirring of that. That's scriptural. <clears throat> it's scriptural for that to happen. We, we, we'll never do anything here, <clears throat> I mean, unless we're just totally ignorant of it. We'll never do anything here um, that is unscriptural. We're not going to do something because it's popular. We're going to do something because it's right. Amen? And, and you and I were created to have help. And the only way to get help is through the person of the Holy Spirit. And there's a way to acquire that help. And that's what we want to tap. And that's what we're talking about. We talked about it last week. We're going to review a little bit and talk just a little bit more tonight. And then I'm going to pray for anybody tonight that wants to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to lay my hand on you according, it, uh, according to the design that the Word gives us. I'm going to lay my hand on you, and if you will receive, if you'll take what you hear tonight and receive it, you'll receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. Not something, it's not something that maybe will happen. It will happen if you'll receive it. Amen? So, a couple of things, <clears throat> all, we're, all we're doing is creating a design that you can read about in the book of Acts. They taught the word, they led people, they led people to Jesus through salvation, and then they laid hands on them to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We have, we have four instances where there was people that were believers but were not baptized in the Holy Spirit. And in those four instances, we, we have record that they were baptized in the, Holy, in, in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. And that, that, those examples come from the model in Acts chapter 2. So what we're doing tonight is what they did in Acts, and it's been going on for over 2,000 years, and it's no different any other time. 
Um, and tonight's not going to be any different because those that were prayed for then received and those that are prayed for tonight will receive. Amen? Amen? Amen. We're in a receiving mode. Now, you know, there's no pressure. We know we're not going to... We're not locking the back doors and lining you all up and making you receive, you know. No, that, that didn't work that way. It's by choice. And, it, and listen, if you're not, if you don't pray in other tongues, you're not a bad person. Amen. It, 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 I, I'm, I'm giving you something that is the benefit. It, 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 it's the key that unlocks the help. It's the key that unlocks the help. And I know many people that are baptized in the Holy Spirit, they've received the evidence of praying in other tongues, but they don't utilize it. I know many people, many Christian people that don't utilize the tongues. And, and so if you're one of those, you're not a bad person either. I'm just saying it to help you. And tonight... God wants to refresh you and stir you up in remembrance of what you've received and stir you up in remembrance in a way and, 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 and bring you to a place where you start activating and utilizing that gift that you have that has already been activated on the inside of you. There's no reason for it to sit there dormant and, and, and nothing happen and you not get the help that you were created to receive. You were not created to live on planet Earth on your own. Amen? I don't care if you're married or single. You were not created to live here on your own. All of us were created to be connected to the Holy Spirit. And He is a person. He's not an it. He's not a thing. He's not a, something that just floats around. He's, an, he's a person that lives on the inside of us. We're one with Him. And we can do amazing things in the earth if the church will realize what they have available through the Holy Spirit. Amen? So John 14, we read this last week. I'm just going to do a little bit of review. <clears throat> John 14 and 16. He said, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another, the, the New King James says, helper. Um, in the Amplified, in verse 16, it gives a bunch of words that mean this word. Counselor, comforter, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. He's all those things. Man, think, th you take every one of those words Comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. You go look all those words up. You get definitions of each of those words, and that's what you have available and more every day of your life. Every day of your life. You're not on your own. Amen? We have a helper. Glory to God, we have a helper. He said, I will give you another helper that he may abide with you for how long? Forever. He may abide with you forever. In Mark 16, we talked about this last week. <clears throat> Mark 16, last chapter of the book of Mark. Um, and this is after the resurrection. Um, it says in verse 14, Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those 
who had seen him after he had risen, and he said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Okay? That's, that, that's what happens first. But he who does not believe will be condemned, and these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, and in my name they will speak with new tongues. Part of the Great Commission and signs to follow once we get born again is that we'll speak in other tongues. And the speaking in other tongues we see in Scripture, last week we looked at it, we're looking at it again tonight, the speaking in other tongues is the result of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? John 20, we looked at this verse um, last week also in the 20, uh, John 20 and 21. <clears throat> and Jesus said to them, again, this is after the resurrection. Jesus said to them, again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. This is a, before his ascension. This is before the day of Pentecost. And what this was here, okay, he said this in John 20, but then he said this in Luke 24 and verse 49. So I'm going to just flip back to each one of those again to remind you. Luke 24 and 49, Jesus said, this is after he said this in John 20. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Till you're endued with power from on high. I will send the promise of my Father. How will that promise come? It'll come upon you. Everybody say upon. Okay? When he breathed in John 20, what this represented was their salvation. So in John 20 and 21, he said one thing about the Holy Spirit. In Luke 24, 49, he said something else. There were two different experiences. Not two different spirits, two different experiences. Um, so, in light of that, then let's look at Acts 2. <clears throat> Salvation experience is an internal, it, 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 it's an internal experience because you are born a second time. The same way that you were conceived in your mother's womb and you, were, you, you, you grew and then you were birthed, when you get born again, you're born a second time, but that birth is a spiritual birth. It happens internally. It's an, it's an internal inward thing, okay? What we're talking about tonight is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is something that came upon them. Salvation is an internal thing. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is something that comes on us, Okay, And I want you to see the wording here because it's important in the way that you receive. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is God's presence coming on us and as a result of that, releasing what we have on the inside. Now, I said that and let's back that up with Scripture. I'm going to show you what it says here in Acts chapter 2. <clears throat> when the day of Pentecost had fully come, this is what he told them to do tarry in Jerusalem, and as we, as they were, as they tarried in Jerusalem, that this power would come. So they did, and he did right here. 
when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound. I've seen that room in Jerusalem, in, 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 the, in, in Israel, in that area. I've seen the room that they say was the upper room. And I'm thinking, that many people in one little upper room, you're either going to kill each other or get in one accord. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> and what they did is they got in one accord and power happened. Some things happened in that place. Can you say amen? I mean, they, I mean, and you know, we saw a lot of differences of opinions and attitudes and personalities all through the Gospels. But here, they got in one accord, right? He said, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and sat on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, we're, we're going we're, we're gonna to look back at, these, at, at that fourth verse a number of times just in the next few minutes as I look at some other scriptures. But there's two things that you have to remember about receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Number one, it's yielding. You have to yield yourself to receive. And number two, you have to have faith that this is right just because the Word said it. Not because you feel it, not because it seems like it's right, you have to have faith it's right because you're hearing what's taught and signs follow those who believe when they hear the word taught and part of what you will believe for is speaking in other tongues. Now, I, I know, I know in the church world that have a little bit of a concern about talking about this in services because of people not being able to understand it. Uh, duh. Right. How are they going to understand it if we don't teach it? How, how are you, anybody, going to understand it? We have to look at the world that we're living in today, the world we're living in right now. We have to look at that world as a bunch of people that don't know. And when you come into the presence of somebody that doesn't know something, you got to, usually, a normal person is not going to be arrogant and have an attitude and act like they know more than you. No, you're going to love people just like they are. But they have to be taught. You'll never rise to a new level in life. You'll never come out of what you've been in in the past if you're not taught. That's what this body's about. That's what this church is about. We will teach the truth come hell or high water no matter what's popular or what, it, what, what is it. We, we want to relate to people. We don't want to be weird and, 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 and you know, we, 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 we want people to be able to come in this house and not be offended and run off because of crazy things that go on. And yet, there are times when the Holy Spirit moves and things happen that things can appear to be that way, but we can't apologize for that. But we're not going to do something to be weird just to be weird. We're not going to do something to be different just to be different. But if it's different, and the Bible says it, and you believe it, you're going to be a part of it too. 
And praying in other tongues is just a little different. Hmm? That's why, you know, if you're sitting in the middle of Starbucks having a coffee, probably not the best time to out loud start praying in other tongues. Unless the Holy Spirit tells you to do that. But you better know the Holy Ghost told you to do it because they'll probably escort you out. Right? See, God, God knows what we're dealing with. He knows what we're in the midst of. What, what, what leads people to God? Kindness. The love of God. The nature of God. Not, not weirdness, but, but doing something different doesn't always constitute weird when it's right. Now, it may appear to be weird to other people, but you know what? We're going to be open to do what God wants done, and that's why we're teaching this tonight. Can you say amen? So, so we're going to look at this again. So yielding and faith. You have to yield and you have to have faith. Um, I asked you to say this last week. I'm going to ask you to say it again. I know there's more. Right? Everybody agree? There's more in life than what you have right now. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the doorway to more. You say, yeah, I don't know about it. Well, but if you don't have that, see, the people that are skeptics concerning the baptism of the Holy Spirit are the people that don't pray in other tongues. <laughs> you, you, you could stand outside my door all day long and, and, and read some long thing to me and yell and scream and tell me how tongues are, are of the devil and that they're not of God. You could do it all day long, 24-7. It's not going to convince me. It's too late. <laughs> I'm convinced. Hmm? I got the proof. You know what the Apostle Paul told the church at Corinth? I thank God to the ones that were skeptics. He said, I thank God I pray in tongues more than y'all. I thank God I pray in tongues. I thank God I pray in tongues. I thank God that I do and I have the revelation. But I don't want to keep it to myself. I don't want to be prideful about it. I don't want to have an attitude about it. I want other people to experience the same joy and the strength and the ability that it gives me to go beyond my natural understanding and tap into things that in the natural I could never figure out. He's got it all. Remember what all those names that John 14 said he was? He's all those to me. He's all those to you. And the doorway to more in your life is through that relationship with the Holy Spirit and through your connection with the Father through being able to pray in other tongues. Jude says we build ourselves up in faith as we pray in the, in, in the Holy Ghost. We pray in, the, in other tongues. Amen? So, um, so he, here's, here's another one of those accounts. We read, I think, two or three of them last week. Here's another one in Acts 10 where there were believers, people that were believers that had been born again that received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to notice how they knew they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10 and verse 44, it's a whole long story about, it's, it's about Cornelius, that the household of Cornelius. He was a Gentile and he got saved. Peter had a vision. Cornelius had a vision. They came together, all that kind of stuff. You can go back and read the story. But in verse 44, it says, while Peter was still speaking, he had been ministering to them, 
uh, while he was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon. Everybody say upon. It fell upon believers. Okay? Holy Spirit fell upon them. When I'm born again, I'm born again internally. My spirit man was born again. Here the Holy Spirit, as he's speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. My faith tonight is the Holy Spirit is falling upon us as we are receiving. Now watch. Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. Not just the Jew, but the Gentile. Thank God. Everybody say that's me or most of us in here. Amen. Talking to us. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. He fell upon them. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And they heard them speak with other tongues. As a result of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, you and I speak with other tongues. That's what happens when the Spirit of God falls upon us. Amen? Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. And I just throw in this verse in here because I want to make this point. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Spirit himself inside of us makes intercession for us. In other words, as we pray in other tongues, there's intercession and things are happening. Things are beginning to take place that are going beyond our natural understanding. Um, The Holy Spirit helps us beyond what we can understand in the natural. I'm going to say it again. The Holy Spirit, the way we're talking about the Holy Spirit tonight, He helps us beyond what we can understand in the natural. I don't want to stay natural. I don't want to just be natural. I want to live in the super, beyond natural. I want to, I want to go beyond just what I can entertain and take in. Um, <clears throat> years ago, I had, had, a, had an amazing situation that happened to me. I lived in the Rio Grande Valley, and I was, I, uh, I worked at car dealerships, and, and I, I mean, I worked for myself, but I would go to different car dealerships, and over time, in three different car dealerships, I started Bible studies where I began to minister to the, to the, to the uh, employees that worked at these car dealerships, and um, <clears throat> just to make this long, it could be a long story, make it short, um, one of the car dealerships, um, the owner of the car dealer, he went to, he attended a church that didn't believe these things. And when I first started coming to the car dealership to do work, the, the owner's son heard that I, that I believed in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So he would come out every day as I was, whenever I'd come to their dealership and working on cars, he would come out and give me this material to show me how tongues were not real. And I'd, I'd look at it or, hello. Um, so I would look at it 
and go over it. And, and long story short, <clears throat> in about six months, he got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Well, it sent shockwaves through his family, you know, when that happened. <clears throat> but because of what happened to him, the people that went to the church that they went to, they wanted to know more about it. So one day he calls me, I don't remember his day or whatever, but it was a night when I went, and there was about 30 people from this church, elders of the church and different leaders and stuff, and they wanted to hear about my experience in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I go to this house and pull up in front of this house, probably a, in, in the day, probably a million-dollar home, and, and we go into this room. It was the, the house was all, or this room was all marble. It was a beautiful room, and it had... Uh, it had like a garden area in the middle of it. And so when I walk in, there's like 30 chairs in a circle. <clears throat> and there's one chair in the middle. And I'm walking in and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that chair is for me in the middle, you know. And I, I hadn't done much speaking or anything like that. I just, I just talk to people at car dealerships and lead people to the Lord and pray for them to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it worked for me. I mean, hundreds of people, that happened. I mean, when I lived down there, it just, it, I just like tripped over it. People just get saved. They'd, they'd, they'd chase me down and I'd lead them to the Lord, you know? And so these people wanted, wanted to know. And I walked in there and I pulled that chair out of the center and I said, look, I'm not here to try to prove anybody wrong, nothing. I said, you want to hear about my experience? I'll tell you about my experience. I said, otherwise, I'd like to just be your friend, you know, and I told those people that night. And so we sat there, and as I began to tell them about it, they became so intrigued and so interested that, that this was sometime in the summer, and for the rest of the year, twice a month, I taught in, their, in different homes until Christmas and Thanksgiving came around and then we broke it off and we didn't do it anymore. But I can't tell you how many of those people from that denomination that I prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they got it, see? And, and why did I tell them that story? It was, it was a great story. No, no, no. Um, yeah. I don't know why, I, 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 was, I was going somewhere and I used that story to go where I was going. Yes, he can. Amen. I know what it was. See, you just, sometimes you just have to wait. Like in a situation like that. See, in other words, what's happened is in, in telling that story, my head's going beyond what my spirit's trying to say. So you just got to just back it up and bring it in, right? Because it's the mind of the spirit that matters. And the mind of the spirit is not in here, it's in here. See? And, th and that's what matters for you in my life. The point I was going to make, because I was reading out of Romans chapter 8 was, is that when we don't know how to pray, when, when, the reason I told you about all these people is, that was their biggest issue. How do you pray when you don't know what to pray? That's why they got baptized in the Holy Ghost. 
They, uh, I remember the, this older lady, she had to be, in, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, had to be in her 80s. I was in my 20s, so I, maybe she, she was just 40 or something. I don't know. But she <laughs> seemed like she might, it was probably in her, in, in her 80s, you know what I'm saying? But, um, but, but I, mean, I mean, a precious woman. And she would tell me these stories of these miraculous things, these spiritual things that had happened in her life. She, every, every, just about every time I would go and teach, she would bring up another story. And she said, now that's the Holy Spirit, right? I said, yeah, that's the Holy Ghost. She said, I want it the way you have it. She said, you have it in such a way that, you, that I really believe you believe in. She said, my experiences were three or four over my whole lifetime. She said, I want to be able to experience him like you. And she, whew, she got baptized in the Holy Ghost. It was amazing just to watch that lady just receive because somebody taught her. Huh? And what, what, what caused, however many of those 30 people, and there were more that would come to those meetings, what caused those people to want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit is because they didn't know how to pray about a lot of things. They would just pray general things, but they wouldn't see things turn or change. Amen? Tonight, <clears throat> I, I want to see your hand lift. If you could say that there's something in your life that you're just not sure today about how to pray about, lift your hand up. Okay, so there, the, the reason I lifted my hand up is there was something today that I need an answer about. Not, not a pressing thing or a horrible thing or whatever, just an answer, okay? So I'm not sure yet, and so... I have a situation that I need an answer about. But I got the answer. I've got the answer man. I've got the answer person. That if I'll do what he says and connect to him, he's got every answer to every situation that I will ever face in life. I don't care what it is. He's got the answer. That's why those people that I told you about received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you tonight, that's why... If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, tonight's the night for you to receive because we're just going to do it just like they did in the book of Acts. We're not going to do anything any different, nothing weird. We're not forcing anything. It's, it, listen, there's no pressure on me. There's no pressure on me for you to receive. You know why I said that? Because I can't tell you how many times people have said, you know, I came up there and I, I, I thought, I think I was praying in other tongues, but I didn't want you to look stupid. me look stupid but I, but I then I realized yeah I can see what they're why they're thinking that I, I appreciated what they're saying but that didn't do anything for them you don't speak out and pray out you know the tongues for anybody else you're doing it it's between you and God and and it's empowering you to know things that you would never be able to know in the natural can you say amen okay so um so, I'm going to read this last verse. I'm going to tell you two things that I believe that some of you may need to remove from your mind tonight that would be distractions that would keep you from receiving. I'm going to tell you those two things, and then we're going to pray. Okay? Luke 11 and verse 9. <clears throat> Luke 11 and 9. 
So I say to you, ask, and it'll be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. I'm going to say that again. Everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. To him who knocks, it'll be open. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? I mean, I like the way that said that in the beginning. In the other translations, it doesn't necessarily say it that way. But it says, any father. I mean, any child here at Gates of the City that would run in here and, and they running up to me and asking me for an egg, I wouldn't give a one of them a scorpion. You? I mean, I will play a trick on them. No, man, that scorpion's going to bite the fire out of them. Huh? I'm not going to give them a scorpion. And, and, and so here's what he says. If you then, being evil, in other, meaning we were born into an evil nature, okay, If we, being that way, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Say much more. more. Say it again. Say it real loud. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? (laughs) It's a gift. How many know who Charles Manson is? Somebody's thinking, why would you bring up that guy during the Holy Ghost night? Listen to me. To me, in my mind, if, I was, if somebody was talking about define wickedness by naming a certain kind of person, what I've seen about him through the years since I was a little, a little guy, since 1969 when he murdered those people and did all that he did, um, he's been in jail ever since. That's what I think of wickedness. But the most wicked person on the planet, if, if it was Corey, and I walked over and gave him a gift and he received it, it doesn't matter how wicked it is, he can still receive a gift. And the Holy Ghost is a gift. I don't care how wicked you are, if you get born again, if you get born again, no matter what you've done to other people on planet Earth, if you get born again, you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So what I'm telling you tonight If the devil's told you, well, I could never receive because I did it. No, no, no. You have the ability to repent. If you're born again, Spirit of God's on the inside of you, and the gift of the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you release from within, and you begin to pray in other tongues. It's that simple.